Good morning, good day, and good evening. Welcome to episode 152 of Tech of a T. Have you noticed how the, uh, the Flipper Zero has been getting a lot of attention recently? Like, this thing came out, I think, like, two or so years ago. Uh, all of a sudden, people started talking about it. Apparently, it's because of, like, a weird TikTok trend. I, I didn't realize this until, um, fairly recently. There is a another thing that has a very similar name <laughs> that I have no idea if the creator of the Flipper Zero is aware of. I don't think I can show it on the screen because that is probably... probably TOS? I don't know. Um... Tenga Flip Zero. <laughs> I made this comparison on, uh, on Twitter and Mastodon and... Some people got, specifically Ren, uh, got bothered by the fact that I made this comparison. Um, but don't name your, don't name your product Flipper Zero when there is a Tenga called the Flip Zero. Like, what are, what are you doing? Like, do we, do we understand SEO? This is as bad as the Steam Deck and the Stream Deck. Just type in the name that you're going to give a product before you release it. And if you see that there is a product that has a very similar name... Don't use the name, especially when that name is the name of a sex toy. But hey, look, maybe that's what they're going for. Maybe they're going for the people that are trying to look up the Tenga Flip Zero. It's like, hey, maybe... Well, considering considering that developers are, are like a major proportion... Well, major proportion... Are primarily male. There we go. We'll say it like that. Developers are primarily male. It probably then goes to... Uh, goes to assume that anyone involved in pen testing probably also male. Therefore, also, actually, before that, also the users of the Tenga Flip Zero at least have a penis. Bare minimum. If you don't, I don't know why you're buying it. Maybe, maybe, maybe you just like it. Maybe you think it's a cool desk ornament. So, with this logic in mind, if you try to, like, mash up the SEO, maybe there's, maybe there's something there. I don't know. It could just be a mistake, and I've just spent two minutes talking about a Tango Flip Zero. Um, anyway, I don't make money on this channel, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if YouTube would, I don't know if YouTube would get, like, really annoyed with me talking about, with me talking about that. Considering that a lot of their stuff is based on, uh, what's the word? The, the language recognition model, the transcript model. I've noticed that some of my auto-generated subtitles are a little bit, like, scuffed. So, you know, having a non-American accent does kind of help out with that. Uh, makes the AI kind of freak out a little bit. I could go and put it on, like, way harder and make it even worse for the AI. Uh, the problem, then, is you can have the, you have the reverse problem happen, where it thinks you're saying something where you're not actually saying... And then it nukes your channel anyway. Uh, I believe there was a... I believe there was a kid's channel or a toy... Was it like a toy... No, it wasn't a toy... Was it like a Lego channel? There was this channel that... Uh, we're just going to jump right into it. There was this channel that... After the new change to the... Uh, the YouTube Terms of Service... All of their stuff got flagged. Even though everything they were doing before was all like... You know, totally totally fine like nothing objectionable with it not even swearing like not even like a shit or a poop like 
fully clean, you could air this on, like, you know, uh, ABC Kids or whatever the, like, the equivalent kids channel is in, in your region in, like, middle of the day. No problem at all. But, uh, I got, like, ended up getting a lot of his, uh, stuff auto, auto flagged by the new YouTube, uh, the new YouTube uh, TOS, which is great. Uh, in my case, in case anyone's wondering, um, so actually, if you don't know, YouTube recently modified the way their TOS works. I initially didn't think it was that big of a deal. I still don't think the terms themselves are a big deal. I think the big deal is the way that YouTube is implementing them. Uh, long and short of it, if you swear in the first 15 seconds, instant demonetize. I think it's kind of dumb, um, but I can understand because... That first 15 seconds is what you'll see just scrolling past the video with, like, the YouTube autoplay. If there's any point where you're going to do that, fine, whatever. I, as I said, I think it's dumb, but at least it logically makes sense on the platform. Then if you swear too often throughout a video, you will also be demonetized. Now, this, from my understanding, was pretty much the way YouTube worked before. Nothing really changed here. The issue is that YouTube seems to be implementing it in a really, really heavy-handed way where you can swear, like, once or twice and instant demonetize. I don't swear on the main channel. I never have. I just don't think it really adds anything to, like, the content I'm doing there. If I'm talking about, like, System D, if I'm talking about, I don't know whatever I talk about on the main channel. I don't think swearing really adds anything to the content. Sure, it might be useful in the context of, like, a joke, uh, but if I'm doing a news video, if I'm doing a tutorial, things like that, it... I I'm not against swearing. Like, you've seen this podcast, you've seen possibly the gaming channel. Um, here, it's just, you know, talking shit, and it is what it is. Here, like, I just say whatever... I pretty much just say a stream of consciousness. I need to, like, filter some of that consciousness so I don't say something that is going to come backfire uh, when Twitter finds it. But besides that, I generally just say what's going on. And the way that I typically talk is I will just throw, you know, some fucks in there every so often because I'm an Aussie and that's how that goes down. Uh, yeah. On my main channel, I've not been affected. I've not monetized on this channel. And so I don't... I There's nothing like... There's no demonetization that can happen on this channel. I think I'm at the point where I can monetize it, I think. I want to say that I am. Um, don't quote me on that, though. But if I go to my content, if I go filter... Uh, I guess if we get, can't, no, not visibility, <clears throat> age restriction, let's go, yeah, we'll go age restriction, let's see if anything uploads me age restricted, uh, you can't see it, because I'm on the wrong thing, uh, but no, nothing has been age restricted, um, so, I guess the amount of swearing that I do on this channel isn't enough to get age restricted, maybe it's enough to demonetize? I don't know, I, I should go and, I, I've said it before, I don't really want to monetize this channel until it gets to the point where it makes sense to monetize it. I, I know a lot of people don't like seeing ads, and if, <clears throat> like, if I'd be making, like, you know, $10 a month, I don't think there's any really, 
any real justification to add the ads in there just for that small amount of money. I think it makes a lot more sense to wait until, like, you know, the channel's at the point where it's whatever, successful or whatever you want to call it, uh, then it makes sense because then at least, even though it's annoying, at least I'm getting something out of it. You're not getting anything out of it. You're still seeing ads. Um, but if I'm going to annoy someone, I at least want to get something uh, out of it in return. <clears throat> YouTube's fun. Um, <laughs> YouTube's a lot of fun. Uh, but hey, at least... I, actually, I was going to say at least people are considering alternative, but no, they're really not. In the case of YouTube, they're definitely not. Uh, Twitter, at least... Twitter on the bright side, people are actually considering uh, alternatives. So we're not going to get into Twitter and talk about them for another, you know, 20 or whatever minutes. Um, we've done enough of that in the past. I do want to briefly mention that uh, Medium now set up a Mastodon instance. So if you want to go and join that, it's for like authors and things like that. Readers of Medium. Uh, I think this is one of the best things that's happening from the Twitter takeover. Say what you want about whether Elon Musk running Twitter is a good or a bad thing. It seems like it's roughly stabilizing, mostly, uh, except for last week when some change just broke the entire platform in Australia for an entire day. Uh, now there's also the limitations of the Twitter API that's kicking off a lot of the fairly... Um, not not super big, but relatively well-known Twitter bots. Uh, but the bright side that's coming out of this is people are finally really considering Mastodon. So I believe Mozilla set up an instance not too long ago. Yeah, Mozilla set one. Vivaldi... I don't know why Vivaldi has one, but Vivaldi has one. And now Medium has one as well. And I, I don't know if... Uh, Mastodon is still picking up more users. Let me just check. Because uh, they do list, like, the user growth on the Mastodon website. If I could... It's Join Mastodon, isn't it? I think it's Join Mastodon. Um, where is it? I, 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 I've said it before. I need a Jamie. I need someone who can do all of this stuff for me so I don't have to do it while I'm, uh... While I'm trying to talk. It seems like it's pretty much stabilized at 1.6 million monthly active users. So until Elon does something stupid again, uh, it seems like it's going to be pretty much just chill there, which, you know, 1.6 million monthly active users is not, it's not Facebook. It's not YouTube. It's not even Twitter, but it is a really, really big amount of people. <clears throat> And with that amount of people, you can sort of justify other people joining. Like, the problem with a social media platform is the social media effect. The reason why you want to be on on Facebook, the reason why you want to be on Twitter, the reason why you want to be on YouTube is because this is the platform where everybody else is. You don't want to be that weirdo on the social media platform that nobody's using, unless, you know, you're in a position where you got kicked off of everything else. Um... <clears throat> And then you have to go join, like, bitch shit or whatever. But those, the, the like, the, the, what do you call them? The, the platforms that are basically, like, political refuges, they've sort of grown enough as well that they have their own, at least, 
maybe not massive communities, but they have their own, like, healthy little ecosystem. The problem with something like, let's say you wanted to make a social media platform tomorrow that's not connected to anything, it's not in the Fediverse, it's just, like, this whole new thing. How do you get people to join that? Like, what What do you... Like, there's going to be, obviously, people that join it as, like, hey, I join everything. Like, there's some people out there who have you know, accounts on every platform under the sun, even the ones you've never heard of. They have, like, a thousand users. There's people like that. But the vast majority of people just... They want to be in the place, especially when it comes to them posting. Maybe they're fine to, like follow a specific creator on whatever random platform. But if someone's going to be posting on a platform, they want to post in a place where they could potentially have some, maybe not go viral, but potentially have some level of attention actually come from it. You could say that's like very self-centered, very, I think self-centered is probably the best term there, but, that's what social media is. Like, if, if you're going to be on social media, pretty much your, like, end goal is to be the center of attention, at least in some fashion. Maybe not the center of attention across the entire platform, but the center of attention, at least in your own little bubble of the internet, whether that's, like, you know, some specific game, whether it's, like, the specific, some specific community, like an operating system com- a community like the Linux space, things like that. Um... I don't know how we got here. We somehow got from the Tenga Flip Zero to talking about Mastodon. And I never said what... Did I say what episode number this is? If I didn't, it's 152. Uh, <laughs> and we're doing this solo, in case you couldn't tell by the fact that uh, I've been speaking for 15 minutes and no one else has been here. Uh, but I guess if you're an audio listener, you would have just thought I was on a rant for 15 minutes. I mean, actually, no, you would have seen the title. Yeah, because I titled things Solo Episode. I forgot my own workflow. <clears throat> I do want to bring a... So, last week I had... Um... Why am I blanking on a name now? Um, Admirico. Admirico Bromben on last week. Uh, I am planning to get Luca to come on. Uh, Luca DeMaio, the creator of DistroBox. Uh, we were talking back in... December, yes, December, and, you know, December's just, like, a weird time to plan stuff, so that didn't happen back then, uh, he's also a very busy person, so takes a while to respond to messages, hopefully, hopefully next week's episode's going to be with Luca, I'm not making any promises here, I've tried to ask for that, see if, you know, he's free for that, if not, uh, it'll happen at some point i'm definitely gonna make sure it happens assuming that he doesn't just like ghost me until the end of time which you know is possible i've uh i've had people certainly certainly do that before <laughs> and other people ghost me for six months and be like oh i forgot to check my messages like what do you mean it's six months <laughs> what do you mean you forgot to check your messages i'm not gonna name any names um but some linux youtuber uh, who's been on the show before. <laughs> I think he's only been on once. Maybe that limits it down uh, considerably more. I'm not going to give any more information. If I give any more information than that, you're going to know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, maybe that's fine. But 
you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, speaking of it is what it is, I have topics here that I do want to talk about, some of which are me just dicking around, some of them are not so much. You know, we'll start with a, a Linuxy topic, why not? So, if you use a Chromium browser on Linux, for the past 16, 15 years, something like that, I think it's going on its 16th year, um, you would notice that if you scroll, especially if you've come from Windows, you'll notice that if you scroll, the scrolling speed is pretty low. It feels like it's about half of what the scrolling speed is on Windows. This isn't some weird Linux issue per se. It's technically related to Linux, but the issue is an issue directly in Chromium. So, if you look up um, on just like any search engine, Chromium Linux scroll speed, you will find a lot of people being like, why is the scroll speed so low? Why is the scroll speed bad? How do I fix the scroll speed? What is up with the scroll speed? Uh, some people used to fix it with an application called IMWheel or IMWheel, whatever you call it, uh, whatever you want to call it. There's also this extension here called, called, why can I not, there it is. <laughs> like, where is the extension? Uh, this extension here called Linux Scroll Speed, which basically just tries to replicate the Windows scroll speed on Linux. Uh, I don't know what would happen if you tried to install the extension on Windows. I'm not sure. Maybe it would, maybe it would still work. Maybe it would just like do nothing. I don't know. Try it. If you've got a Windows install, go and install the Linux Scroll Speed extension. Um, this makes it scroll like it should under under Linux, uh, under Windows. If I go and disable it, because Brave still is not updated to the newer version. Um, how do I disable it? How do I disable extensions? Manage extension. Um, Brave is not updated to the newer version of Chromium. Here we go. So that's disabled. And if I reload the page now, so I've got to like scroll a lot more to actually do the scrolling. Um, yeah, for about 15 or so years, that issue had existed inside of, where's the extension? That one. Um, that issue had existed inside of Chromium. And the issue was actually something really simple. Actually, this is the, new, that's the, I think it's the new issue. No, no, it's the, wait. No, this is the old issue. So the issue was originally made in, this one was in 2015 um, and actually got closed as won't fix because the developer didn't understand what the problem actually was. They thought it was something completely different. Uh, the line size is the same between all platforms. I think this is the difference between how many lines the OS scrolls with each mouse will tick. On Windows and probably Linux, that's a configurable setting of the OS, so you probably just need to adjust that setting. Uh... This tracks aligning the line size of IE and Edge on Windows specifically. I don't think there's anything to do on the Chrome side here. Feel free to reopen it if I miss something. And the person who actually made the issue was like, yeah, you did miss something. Literally look at this demo and you'll see that you have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, this person then reopened it. 
and then there was some other discussion happened and they closed it again also not understanding what the problem actually was um this issue then sort of devolved into chaos uh, with users being like, guys, this is not a problem on Linux. This is a problem in Chromium. Fix the problem. This went on for a very, very long time. And then I believe last year? Last year, yes. Uh, let me find the issue. The new one. Is this last year? Is this last year? Is this the year before? When was this made? Uh, what, what am I scrolling? No, scroll here. What the fuck am I scrolling? <laughs> uh, God, there's a giant wall of text. I love it. Uh, where's the wall of text? And yeah, last year. So the end of, wait, no, it's 2023, isn't it? 2021. So the year before last year, two years ago, um, maybe like a year and three months ago. So this issue was made, it was like a, co a collection of a bunch of different issues, all like merged into one issue report. Don't report issues like this, split your issues out into a bunch of like separate things, just to make it easier on the developers to work things out. Um, and a developer in here actually worked out what the problem was. So the problem actually was an issue in Chromium. The issue was caused by Chromium trying to be consistent on Linux. So, Chromium on Linux uses a pixel value, so each scroll of 53, which is said to be the same as GTK+. Whereas on Windows, it's 120. So it's actually a bit more than half the speed. The funny thing is, Firefox is actually higher than Chromium is at 130, so it felt even worse. Literally, the only problem was they set a number too low. Now, there would be a much better solution that could have fixed this, like, a decade ago. Make the number configurable. Let me change the number. That's all that had to happen, and the problem would have never existed. At all. Because if it defaults to being too low, you can change it. But no, that's too difficult. Let's just, like, change it to what it is on Windows, and then pretend that never happened. Which, you know, is like a fine, totally fine fix but doesn't address the issue that some users still want it to scroll faster. Like, if you want it to be faster than Windows, well, you, you can't do that. You gotta, like, do it with I'm wheel, or you gotta do it with, like, some weird modification in, like, your, your mouse settings, things like that. I don't know why it was so difficult just to expose a little setting that lets you change a number. Why? Why is that so difficult? I don't have an answer, but... As of Chromium 109, 109, uh, which is released now, was released a, I guess for you guys, like two weeks ago, maybe. And um, when was this released? Uh, no, sorry. Uh, I guess, actually, no. It was... Right, okay, no, no, this is different. Um, the 109 update was coming 
was said to be coming of this... Wait. No, it was ready for the 109 release, which came out, like, a little bit ago. Um... <clears throat> the change to the mouse scroll, uh, mouse wheel scrolling speed has also affected the speed of precise scrolling with touchpad on a ThinkPad laptop. I'm using Google Chrome on Ubuntu. Why the hell are you using Google Chrome on Ubuntu? Um, previously, the scroll speed matched the scrolling speed in other Ubuntu apps, or at least were close enough that I couldn't tell the difference. Uh, but now it is much faster. If I change it system-wide, it'll be slow in other applications. Oh, so this is a just a, like another justification to make it user configurable. Expose the setting to like easily be changed by a user. If they want to go set it back to the old number, they can have it be the old number. If they want it to be the new number, they can be the new number. Or at least like a toggle back and forth. How difficult is it to make a toggle to change a number? The answer is probably not very difficult. Path of least resistance. Path of least resistance. All we, that's what you got to do. Put in the least amount of effort to get the most amount of results. The worst part about this is it's a Chromium problem. And a lot of Chromium devs are paid to be Chromium devs. So it's not even like the general open source issue of, you know, no one making any money. This is Chromium. A lot of these people are employed by Google. <laughs> like, in this case, there's sort of no excuse for someone... Just to not do it properly. I could get not doing it properly on, you know, some random little browser fork. But this isn't some random little browser fork. This is Chromium. Pain. Pain and suffering. But, you know, that's sort of what you get doing stuff on Linux. Um, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, doing stuff on Linux... I actually got myself a uh, new capture card recently. This is the EVGA XR1 Lite. Now the EVGA doesn't make GPUs anymore, they just make really good capture cards. Like, this is actually kinda, kind of insane how good this capture card works. And look at it, it's so tiny, it's so thin. Actually, I'll compare it to another capture card I have. Uh, we have my Toblerone here. Uh, look, at how, look at how giant this thing is compared to the EVGA. Like, what is this? <laughs> um, the reason I, I replaced the Toblerone, not just because the Toblerone is massive, like that, you know, I just put it on my PC case or under my bed. It's not a big deal. Uh, the reason why I replaced it is um, the EVGA stopped accepting USB power. I couldn't turn it on. It would not turn on. I would plug it in. It would come on for a second, and it would turn off. Show... Yeah, I tried different USB cables, and the same thing just kept happening, uh, which is good, which is very good. I, I had it for like three years though, so it's not it's you know it's not a major deal. I did sort of it was a bit too expensive for what I'm doing because this thing has like a bunch of extra features that I had never really used, like audio, like audio directly from the device. This like switch for different recording modes, volume knobs on it, like a record button on it. Um, the EVGA is a lot simpler. There is a HDMI in, there is an HDMI out, and a USB-C power. There are no buttons, there are no knobs, there is a, um, there is a sticker on the back that you probably can't see. Maybe you can see it? Oh, no, if you're gonna focus on it. 
that it's got a little OBS logo on there. Because this is one of the um, OBS certified devices. I didn't buy it for that reason, but it just happened to be on that list. Uh, pretty much meaning it's it's guaranteed to work on OBS, at least on Windows. Uh, because the this device is, you know, it's, it, it's supposed to work on Windows. Um, but it's a UVC device. So you, a UVC being USB... USB video class or USB video capture. Uh, same generic drivers used by webcams like the C920 and most sensible webcams. So you just plug it into Linux and it magically works. Uh, the new capture card's been mostly good. I have noticed a weird issue with it. Not an issue with capture. That works perfectly fine. So <laughs> the issue is actually really dumb. Um... If I plug it in, turn my console on, when I boot up the console, well, like when I swap over to the like the the pass through onto my monitor, it's running at like 480p at 21 by 9 or some ridiculous resolution. Like it's in this big letterbox. I don't know why. I have no idea. Uh, and it only happens on the boot screen of the PS4, like that section where you select your, like that login screen where you like select the accounts there. If I then go to the next page, like the main dashboard overlay, I unplug it and plug it back in, it's running at the proper resolution at the proper aspect ratio. I have absolutely zero clue why that could happen. I've tried plugging it in and then turning on the console, turning on the console, then plugging it in. Neither's actually fixing it. So I don't know what the deal is there, but it's clearly not a problem with... It's not a problem with Linux. Like, that, if it's a problem with Linux, that would make no sense, because all it's getting from Linux in that context is USB power. Maybe I should try it on Windows just to see what happens. It, it like It's not a big deal. I just have to, like, remember to you know, unplug and plug back in. Um, yeah, maybe I should try it on Windows just to see if the problem does occur. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I probably won't do that. I'll probably just keep dealing with it as it is and then uh, one day replace it again when it stops taking USB power. I'm slowly getting more USB-C devices in my life. Slowly but surely. As much as I don't really care about USB-C, I've said it before, um, I have never broken a micro-USB cable, a micro- Actually, sorry. I have broken a micro-USB cable. I've never broken a micro-USB port. Uh, I broke a cable because I stepped on it, which is not a good thing to do. Don't step on your cables, especially cables where they have these, you know, fucking little flimsy connectors. Uh, I was wearing, like, boots as well at the time. So, you know, it, there, was, there was no surviving for that cable. I kind of gave it a death sentence. Um, the issue with going USB-C is I've still got some devices where they're micro-USB. So right now, my, my phone is micro-USB. My drawing tablet is micro-USB. And this is USB-C. Uh, my controls are... My, uh, yeah, both, uh, is it, wait, is it both of them? <clears throat> yeah, the Xbox One X and the, um, the, the PS5 controllers, those are USB-C 
the PS4. Wait, is the Xbox? Wait, give me one sec. Is the Xbox controller? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. The um, <clears throat> the the current generation Xbox controller is USB-C, but then my PS4 controller is micro USB. It's gonna be a real problem when I swap my phone to USB-C because right now what I do is I have this I have this cable here. This cable sits on my desk. This cable most of the time is just plugged into my uh into my drawing tablet. But if I need to go and like transfer Oh, plug it in. If I need to go and transfer images, videos, whatever from my phone, because I do my um my thumbnail pictures on my phone, I just unplug the cable and then plug it into my plug it into my phone. No extra cable needed. It just sits there and we're good to go. But if this goes USB-C, which my next phone, I don't think there are any new phones that are made with micro USB anymore. So when I buy a new phone. Um, I'm then going to have to have, like, another cable running, which is going to be annoying. Uh, yeah. I could just seal, like, this is the cable from the, the EVGA. I could just steal this cable every time I needed it, but that's just annoying. Maybe, maybe I just replace my drawing tablet. <laughs> I really don't want to just replace a perfectly good drawing tablet with one that has USB-C, just because... Just because I want to deal with a stupid cable. Is the new... Do they actually have a new version of uh, Wacom... <clears throat> what What is the model of this one? The Wacom... The one by Wacom. Um, do they have a version of it with USB-C? They should by now, hopefully. One day. One day they'll have it, you know. <laughs> Let's see. Because uh... I bought this thing like a year or so ago. You know, what am I even thinking? I bought it like a year or so ago. Of course they won't have it in USB-C. Uh, USB cable. Let me see. If I go, if I just go USB, U UBC, USB-C. Oh, wait, does it have USB-C now? Wait, maybe they, maybe they did release a new version of it. I take back what I said. Wait, no. Oh, no, I think people are talking about the Wacom 1, which is a completely different device. Um, the Wacom 1, I believe, is like a big... Yeah, it's a big drawing display. Uh, this guy is the Wacom 1. The one by Wacom is a very cheap drawing tablet. Why they released two products with almost identical names in entirely different price brackets. Ask Wacom. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, they did do that. So that, I think, is the one they're talking about. Unless unless there actually is a version of one by Wacom that has USB-C. Um, there are other Wacom tablets that are USB-C, so presumably... At some point? Presumably at some point it would be USB-C. Or some other tablet I get like in the future would be USB-C. 
once everything's USB-C, it'll be fine. The issue is this middle ground. Oh, also my, um, <clears throat> my audio mixer here is USB, I think it's USB-B. USB-B, is that the one I'm thinking of? USB-B. Yeah, yeah, my, uh, my, <clears throat> is this one? Wait. Yeah, yeah, it's this, it's, it's this guy. Um, cable that you may have seen or may not have seen, because it was never a popular standard. It was a popular standard on more professional gear and cameras. But, um, <clears throat> not really anything, not really any, oh, I guess, did, like, consumer digital cameras used it. Actually, no, consumer digital cameras usually used the Mini B. Why are there so many USB standards? USB connector types. Let me just see if we can find a chart. What the fuck am I looking at? Okay. Um. <clears throat> yeah, okay, that's actually worse than I thought it was. Uh, is this all of them? This Actually, this one doesn't have USB-C on it. Uh, show me one that has everything, please. Is this it? USB... I guess we... No, okay, let's have USB-C on it. This, I think this is everything. Okay, so we have Type A, Type B... Um, okay, that's technically not anything different. It's just the Type A with a blue thing. Um, mini... Oh, USB Mini, USB Micro, Type C, and Micro B. So... I can't unplug this. I think... I think the audio mixer has a Type B cable on it. If I just poke my head, yeah, I think it's a Type B cable on it. Um, I've got a hard drive that has a Micro B cable on it. The USB Mini is the one I was thinking of for cameras. This is the one that a lot of consumer cameras used. I hate. I absolutely hate USB. <laughs> I hate USB so much. Like, couldn't we just have, you know, maybe two standards and that's sort of the direction we're going but it's taken a long time to get here we should have full-size usb and i guess we're settling on type c whatever i don't care for type c but if that's what we're going to settle on fine big small not like hey what the fuck is this thing micro b it's like a micro cable and then they attach this other like thingy off to the side like, what is this? Why did anybody think that Micro B was a good idea? You know what, we're gonna, we're gonna look that up. Why, why does USB Micro B exist? Why does USB Micro B exist? Um, I can't even, there's so few devices on it that there's not even anything. Yeah, people are talking about Micro USB, not Micro USB B. It's such a stupid cable that nobody even knows it exists. I hate it. I genuinely hate it. But, you know, if we go... Honestly, I'd be happy... I, I'd be content. Maybe not happy. I'd be content if everything just went USB... USB Type-C. The only issue with, like, going Type-C on everything... Uh is that you then have to, like, convert things out to type A, and I don't think you're ever going to get rid of the, like, 
the Type A connector, that like regular USB connector, just because there are so many legacy devices that use it. Like this, this big chunky boy, it does what it needs to do, and that's it. But I, I guess if I guess it makes more sense to go Type C on sort of everything else. But okay, the reason why I'm not a big fan, I not not like not a big fan, just don't really care about Type C, is I've had far more Type C cables die on me than micro USB cables. Everyone was like, USB Type C is so great and is much stronger, and like. I had multiple cables die within their first, like, couple of weeks. That might have just been the weird cable, and maybe that sort of... That sort of coloured my... My idea of USB-C. But that's... That's sort of where I stand with it. And I'm sure, like, it, the cables I've had now, they've been better. Um, but... I... I I ultimately feel it was sort of just like a problem looking for a solution. Like, micro was fine. If it was just full size and micro, it would have been all G. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> I think that's where it comes down. Like, everything, everything in my life just comes back to. Just, you know, I can't change it. So, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> um, yeah. I've almost finished my tea. There you go, there's some TASMR. Um, I apologize. <laughs> I actually apologize for nothing. Um, yeah. So, we'll move on from whatever that was. Uh, Discord. Discord bought a platform called Gas. Now, if you're like me and have never heard of Gas, you're not the only one. So... Discord acquires Gas, a compliments-based social media apps for ten. What the fuck is this website, TechCrunch? Um. Uh, Discord acquired Gas, a compliments-based social media app for teens. Uh, the investing platform Discord announced acquisition of Gas, uh, Gas, an app that's popular among teens for its positive spin on social media. On Gas, users sign up with their school add friends, and answer polls with their classmates. But the questions in the polls are intended to boost users' confidence rather than damage it. Teens might be asked to choose which of four friends is the best DJ or has the best smile. Then the person who was chosen will get an anonymous message with their compliments sent from a vague boy in 10th grade or girl in 11th grade. Gas was founded by uh, Nikita Beer? Never heard of this, but what have you... Uh, make apps grow really fast. Founder of Gas, ex-founder of TBH. What are these apps? Uh, okay. Apparently, he makes things that are popular. Um, who's previously sold a similar app called TBH to Facebook in 2017. TBH has since been shut. Okay, so he likes to make things that big companies acquire, realize their terrible ideas, and then kill. I, you know, I, I can only respect this person. I, I respect the hustle. Uh, according to data from Sensor Tower, 
gas has reached 7.4 million installs and had almost 7 million in consumer spending since its launch in summer of 2022. What the fuck? This is why it's made a lot of money. Users can subscribe to a paid feature called God Mode, which gives users hints about who their secret complementers are. Uh, actually, let's watch this video. Let's see what this. Let's see what this app's all about. Uh, let's not watch this video because I don't want to be uh, hit by today. Uh, let's mute the audio. Let's skip through it and mute the audio. Uh, stop talking! I muted the audio, damn it! <laughs> okay, why is Twitter so... Why is Twitter's video so terrible? Uh, Twitter, if you want to be a platform where people actually upload videos to you, it has to be actually good. Um, at this time, Gas will continue as its own standalone app, and the Gas team will be joining Discord to help our efforts... Uh, to continue to grow across new and core audiences. Discord wrote an announcement as of October. BS said Gas has had four team members. So, I have never heard of this app. Literally never heard of this app. But, if we go look up uh, Gas social media, um, according to Cyber News, Gas social media overtakes TikTok and App Store, but is it safe? So, let's see if we can find this. Uh, at least temporarily. Okay, this is a terrible article. At least temporarily, it overtook TikTok in downloads. That's, like, that's massive. Like, it's not just like, oh, you know, it's slightly popular. Even if it's just for a day, dethroning TikTok is kind of massive i maybe maybe i'm just getting old maybe that's what it is because i just i didn't know this app existed i think it's like you know neat idea or whatever but i thought i was you know pretty on the ball with what was going on like going on on the internet I may not know what's going on with various, like, you know, TikTok trends or whatever, but I feel like if a platform arises, then I'm probably going to know about this platform. It completely slipped under my radar, and, you know, I hope Discord does what <laughs> Meta does and buys it and it shuts down a week later. Um, despite Gas's fast popularity, the app has had a rocky road to its exit. The app was subject of a widespread sex trafficking rumor, which was completely false. Uh, we'll have a look at that. Yet still impacted the app's downloads. Beer told the Washington Post that he and his team received hundreds of graphic death threats as a result of this hoax. Other viral social apps, IRL and... What are, what are these apps? IRL and WalkSafe. Um, so this is WalkSafe. No, uh, so walk safe. Let me just let me just do a bit of a do a bit of a bit of a bit of a Google search. Walk safe app. Uh, do do do. Walk safe. Download walk safe today. Uh, okay, this website. Can we just like? 
go back to designing websites where it tells you what the thing actually is. Uh, WalkSafe has identified the need for digital solutions that help people feel safe. Uh, our mission is to bring the world's safety and security data into accessible apps and platforms giving users... You, this literally said nothing. You just said safety like three times. Um, our app WalkSafe does just that. Bringing police crime data, community reported data, and soon CCTV and safe zone data. Okay, so it's it's just like bringing together a bunch of a bunch of safety data into a single place. Okay, that's neat. Um, the app also has a human sat nav feature, which allows the user to plot their walks, avoiding trouble spots. So GPS, you've got a GPS feature. Um, and also inviting their circle of... I thought was, uh, that said circle of predators. Um, their circle of protectors to monitor them on their way home. Okay, so... I, Yeah, you can clearly use that to monitor people. But if that's being used by, like, you know, a parent with their kids, I think that's, you know, totally cool use. Uh, what was the other app? Like, IRL? Is that what it was? Um... IRL. Let's have a look at what IRL is. The, the uh, like the safety one makes sense, but I've never heard of that. Um, what is IRL? So IRL. That logo looks a lot like Instagram. Are they owned by Instagram? Hold up. Uh, do do do. Get in touch. FAQ. Because that looks a lot like Instagram. Maybe that's just, like, their intention. Uh, meta. I don't see any mention of meta. Maybe they're not. Among Us. Among Us. Uh, company? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Used by blah, blah, blah. I don't see any mention of meta. Maybe it's just a coincidence that that's how... Okay, it's probably not a coincidence. They're probably designed like that to make you link it together with Instagram in your head. Um, so IRL in real life. Uh, do more together. Your place to discover groups and events. Oh, is this just like a meetup app? Ah, oh, okay. That's actually not a bad idea either. I'm sure that can be used for malicious things if people want to. Okay, this isn't actually as big as I thought it was. Uh, so, uh, some of these things have like a thousand or so people. It seems like it's at least remotely used. Okay, 77,000 followers. Okay, maybe it does, it does actually have some users. Um, there's a lot of, like, even if you're really on the ball with what's going on in the tech space, it's really easy have no idea what's going on in, in certain areas. Like, there's a lot of apps that I've just never heard of that are apparently viral apps. There's a lot of social media platforms that apparently I've never heard of that are viral social media platforms. I guess the problem with something being viral is it sort of, it comes and goes really, really quickly. A lot of these things to pick up don't really stick around. Now I can see something like that walk safe app being an exception. Um but a lot of things that end up, you know, being overnight successes 
sort of vanish basically just as quickly. There's a few exceptions there that sort of stick around for the long run. I think Snapchat's one of the one of those really big exceptions. Like I remember when Snapchat came around and it just it sort of just appeared out of nowhere because people are stupid and thought they could just send nudes on Snapchat and things then just got deleted. But that's just not how that worked because it was saved on the Snapchat servers. <laughs> mm. Because that's obviously how that was going to go down. Because, of course it is. It got deleted on my phone. That means it got deleted off the internet. Is how that goes? No, it's not how that goes. Definitely not how that goes. Um, but, wait, what is this? Gas? Is, wait, it's working on a... Meanwhile, Nine Count, the company that made Spark. What the fuck is Spark? Oh, it's a dating app. Okay. Uh, is working on a product similar to Gas called No Cap. <laughs> okay, that's a great name. Um, no Cap Compliments App. Good Vibes Only No Cap. Alright then. That is the most... That is the most Zoomer definition explanation of something I've ever seen. You know, I, I I am reminded by the fact that I am a Zoomer, like, a lot of the time. But I'm on that, like, I'm on the edge of Zoomer. I'm on that weird edge where, depending on where you put the numbers, you could shift me into, uh, like, really late millennial or really early Zoomer. But when you see, like, the really young Zoomers, I'm just like... I have no idea what you are saying, what you are doing, but then I don't want to deal with the millennials either because I'm like, I don't know. You people are you. You people make me suffer. Stop. Why are you all terrible? I am stuck between. I am stuck between a rock and a hard place. Zoomers and millennials, and there's no escape from it, and there never will be. But you know been a trend uh throughout this episode it is what it is <laughs> oh god what else do we have here oh this should surprise kind of nobody ever but uh new podcast creation has fallen off a cliff so when did i actually start this podcast i have a feeling i started it around 2020 um, because it would have been, it would have been around, it would have been in my final year of uni I started the podcast, because I didn't start it earlier, because I was way too busy with class, but I know that I had some, some friends on, I had some friends on during, during me being at uni, so yeah, it, I started this in 2020. Uh, first episode, February 27th. Right, okay. So that was... I guess at the start of... Maybe... No, was I back at class already, or was I not? I don't know. No, I don't think I was back at class just yet. Yeah. Um, But surprising kind of nobody ever... A lot of the pandemic podcast 
stopped. A lot of them, and a lot of the people who are making podcasts didn't keep making podcasts. It's it's kind of surprising to me that when everybody is at home and has nothing better to do, they decide to start doing things that they never would have done otherwise, like make a podcast. And then when they get back to work, they're like, wait, I can't make a podcast anymore. I don't have, you know, 16 hours a day completely free. This should surprise nobody ever, but this article writes it in, like, as if this is some crazy phenomena that no, like, like, oh, some of that can be attributed to the, the pandemic. Well, yeah, I think all of it can be. I don't think that, I don't think you can really, I don't think there's really another, like, big factor there that indicates why more people were making it. It's like, it's the same reason why, you know, a lot of streamers grew during, during the pandemic or a lot of YouTube channels or pretty much any sort of, any sort of business done on the internet massively grew during the pandemic because nobody had anything fucking better to do. And now that like, you know, everyone's back at work that like, we just can't continue it. Um, creators seem to recognize that until podcast discovery improves, launching a podcast may be a losing proposition. I actually that, you know, what? I'll give you that. Um, a lot of people would have seen podcasts being created during that time and then saw them not doing anything and then just binned it. Like they were going to make it, but they heard their friend make a podcast and they did two episodes and it didn't become a viral success. So they're like, oh, well, if they couldn't become a viral success, obviously I can't become one. Um, then there's me who have done like 150 something episodes, two and a half K subs, you know, massive, massive success. <laughs> Honestly, like, by any sensible person's metric, if they were trying to, like, do the podcast just to make money, they would have given up a long time ago. No one would do 150 episodes that aren't monetized just, just because. And I, I definitely think that was, that's, that's definitely a part of it. People wanted to have a big podcast very quickly. They didn't want to have, you know, build it up over time. You know, remember, like, Joe Rogan's podcast went on, like, he's been doing it for a decade, over a decade. And a lot of the big podcasts out there have been going on for a really long time. Now, there are some, like, you know, standout exceptions, like Andrew Huberman, he started this podcast, like, not that long ago, and it's already massive. But he had the advantage that he was going on other people's podcasts, he was already, you know, a fairly big name in that space and there are podcasts that sort of come out of nowhere with people that you know appear out of nowhere they don't really have any backing they don't have any existing name but that's not the way that most people are going to go most people are going to have a podcast that has you know in this case for example i think this uh this show i think audio wise we'll check it let's see uh audio wise the Episode with Donald did 163 at this point. Usually this range is in the range. Range is in the range? It sits in the range of like... Usually about 180 or so to 
5,300 an episode for the audio side, and then usually about, uh, most episodes like 800 or so for the, uh, how do I, how do I see this? 800 or so for the video version. And that's doing this over a fairly, you know, fairly slow growth over a period of time. But as you keep doing it, as you can, you know, are apparently interesting in some fashion, if people find what you're doing exciting, then it is going to, you know, maybe pick up over time. But there's no reason to even start doing it if you think it's going to be this overnight success. Because I can guarantee that it probably won't be. <clears throat> there is a possibility that you'll be like a weird outlier, maybe, possibly. But if you're going into anything expecting to be an outlier, you are going to be disappointed. Always go in. Don't don't go into th like it thinking you're gonna fail. It's never gonna have any sort of audience. But you have to go into any sort of any sort of content creation like this, whether it's podcasting, whether it's YouTube videos or anything else like that, with your expectations grounded in reality. If you are coming from nothing, it is going to take a lot of hard work to build up any sort of audience. And maybe over time you'll get there. Maybe over time, you know, you'll have a channel like I have on the main channel with like 45k subs. Maybe you have a podcast that has, you know, a thousand or so listeners, but it's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take a lot of effort. And there's not really any shortcuts. There are things you can do to like, you know, get more attention. I probably should be putting more effort into like, I should probably be posting clips on the places like TikTok. Um, not because TikTok is a great place to, to get growth by itself, but it does get the it does get some attention out about the, um, I just noticed a thing on Discord, um, does get some, like, attention out with the name, but there's no shortcuts, and I think the other thing is, why are you starting a podcast, like, what, what are you trying to do with it, I, like, okay, so for me, the reason I do the podcast is there's a lot of people in the, the Linux uh, space, especially, that I think have a lot of really interesting stuff to say, but don't really have anywhere to say it. Like, a lot of developers out there, a lot of distro maintainers, they, like, you know, there's really cool people out there, but no one's really, no one's really service, uh, servicing that. There are a couple of Linux podcasts, but that's, like, it's not, the Linux space especially is not, full of podcasts. Like, you don't have, you know, a hundred Linux podcasts that are talking to everyone out there. A lot of the people I bring on, it like, their first podcast is my podcast. And I think that's cool. Um, I think a lot of people are also kind of, when, when they are in that situation, are kind of worried about doing a podcast. Like, oh, I don't know if, if I'm going to be able to do a podcast well or whatever. Most people realize very quickly that... It's just talking with a recording. And once you get used to doing that, it's, you know, it it plays out pretty well. The issue 
is there's a lot of people who, even in that situation, are just not good at talking. And I'm not saying that I'm great at talking. This is something I've had to, to work on over a long period of time. Like, if you go back to my early videos, or the early podcast, you'll see I'm horrible on camera. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea how to express myself. I had no idea, really, how to, you know... Uh, I had an idea in my head of what, like, how I wanted to talk, but no idea how to portray that on a camera. I don't know, like exactly how it's described but like the camera is going to take away a certain amount of energy from the the way that you communicate and it, it's it's a different way of communicating being on camera but some people can work it out and other people can't either way though you're probably not going to work it out on your first episode or your fifth episode or your tenth episode it's going to be a long time in where you really start to get the the ball rolling. There's a lot of people out there who shouldn't have a podcast. Like, you know, just because you think that, oh, you know, we have this cool conversation in the car every day. You <laughs> Look, it might be a cool conversation, but if you start at the podcast and like, hey guys, this is the, the gaming podcast. Well, I'm your host, I'm Jim... Jim Jim, um, um, I'm the co-host, Bob Brown. I'm trying to, I couldn't think of fake names. Jim Jimison and Bob Bobison. Um, but like, that's the way that it's probably going to go. You're going to be like, yeah, this is a great conversation. But the second that camera goes on, and especially if you have any sort of lighting... I don't know what it is about having lighting that just freezes your brain. And even though I've been doing this for a while, it still happens to me sometimes where it's like, I'm, I've got the idea for the video. I've got everything sort of my flow. I usually I start my day by going, going through like a part of my script just to, you know, warm up my voice. So I'm not like just going in, you know, we're not going in raw dog, all that. Um, but the second those those lights go on and Discord opens, I'm just like, how do I speak? I don't understand. And usually that happens for like another 20 minutes. Um, that's why there's a lot of cuts in my videos. In case you wondered why I do a lot of jump cuts, I am horrible at speaking on camera. Especially when I'm trying to say something very specific. When it's just rambling nonsense like this, I can make it work. But that's just not what I'm trying to do on that channel. I also think that the... I think the big problem with, with just jumping into a podcast is if you can't make something interesting that's five minutes long, that's ten minutes long, I don't know how you think you can make something interesting that's an hour or two hours long. I think all of my content sort of, it's this, this positive feedback loop that all benefits every other thing. The podcast helped me do stuff sort of off the cuff. And that's how I've sort of improved, you know, adding in some jokes into my videos, adding in some random side bits that weren't necessarily in my notes. But the, the main channel stuff 
has given me a way to make things more coherent and better enunciated so people have any idea what the hell I'm saying. And in many cases, a bit more... How would you say it? A bit more... I'm forgetting the word. Com compressed? No, it's not the word. Once again, I need a Jamie. Um, condensed. When you, like, shorten it down... You, you probably know what I'm saying. When you, like, get rid of all the cruft and you just have the core thing that you're trying to talk about. That has definitely helped with that. And then... The, the, the gaming channel is just me dicking around. I don't care about the gaming channel. Um, <laughs> probably why it has no one watching it. But I think that if you're going to do the podcast thing, at least do at least do something short form. Whether it's go really short form with TikTok, whether it's, you know, long form videos in the case of YouTube with like 10, 15 minute, a minute videos. If you're just doing a podcast... It's going, it's going to be even more of a struggle. Like most of the big podcasts out there are done by are done by people that have experience talking in some other fashion. Whether it's you know all of the podcasts run by comedians who have experience talking on stage and have experience getting to the point. Whether it's the podcast done by professors who you know will lecture about things and will. You know, lectures are still long form, but a good lecturer is going to get to the point and have different beats they want to hit. Those are the ones that do really well. When it's just like, you know, I like to hang out with the boys. It might work. It might work and you might grow. But as I said, it's going to be rough at the start and... It's no surprise that this number has gone down a lot. Actually, I noticed that, um, I don't think the number's still here, but Spotify does this thing where they tell you, like, how your podcast performs against all of the other podcasts out there. And I think mine was like, you uploaded more episodes than 99% of the podcasts you have more of an audience than 99% of the podcast because there's just so much out there where they just did nothing with it. I don't have that many viewers on the pod. As I said, 200 people listen to the audio version. But even then, it's so many more than the millions of podcasts made for no reason. Without that reason point, it's sort of the same thing with the with YouTube as well. Like, what's the reason that you made the video? Why does this exist? What what are you trying to address? This is something I had to take quite a while to work out. Because, you know, early on, if you saw my channel, uh, early on, it was definitely a clone of Luke. And it was a clone of DT. You could very clearly see the influences from those other creators in the content. In many cases, if you took a video and then just stuck it on Luke's channel, it would have just been a Luke video. Whereas now, I've sort of carved out, while still doing a lot of the same topics, I've carved out my own way of approaching it and also doing stuff that not really many other people are talking about. Uh, like, 
for example, I've got a video, it's probably out by now, a video out about how to buy a Linux capture card. Uh, I've got a video about the unfiltered flat pack repo, things that a lot of people just aren't really talking about. And I think that's that's one of the things that I think I do pretty well, and I think is coming across in the content, where I like to dive into these random topics which, by all accounts, no one really cares about. Like, I've got a video coming out about... Um, uh, what do you, what do you call it? This random JavaScript library from 15 years ago or something stupid. No one in their right mind cares about it, but it's a vehicle to tell a story. It's a, it's getting this weird idea that, you know, people know about JavaScript. Maybe they don't know about this thing. They know that the web is a mess to design for, but they don't know about this specific case of it being a, a mess. And things like that, I, I think... <clears throat> I think that's what the appeal is there. And working out some sort of appeal is... It's sort of crucial. Otherwise, you're just, you know... You're just spinning in a circle trying to trying to work something out. And maybe, maybe doing that's going to work for some people, but... Most people will recommend having some sort of some sort of direction to really to really better understand what you're what you're really trying to do. Mm. We're what the hell we're, we're an hour fifteen in? How did that happen? I actually don't know how that happened. I, was I talking about that for like 30 minutes? <laughs> I think I was. Um, well, uh, <laughs> there are other things I want to talk about, and I'm definitely not going to be covering uh, most of it today. Um, you know, we'll get into one thing that I did definitely want to talk about. So if you were on my Twitter... I don't know, maybe like a couple of weeks back, I mentioned just absolutely out of nowhere that I uh, I went to a nudist beach. And I went there because, you know, fuck it. Let's just... There's, there's this idea in, in people's minds about what it's going to be. And I wanted to just be like... I, I, you know, I've never, I've never been to one. So I, I just wanted to have this experience and see... See if it aligns with the way that I understand it, the way that other people understand it, or if this is sort of one of those things where, because most people haven't done it, they've got this misconception in their head, or they've they've seen what it's like in movies and sort of think that's exactly what it's going to be like. And I think in some ways that's that's definitely going to be true. There is there are definitely um let's just say degenerates. We'll say degenerates uh that uh, that go there. Mostly mostly old men in that case. Uh we'll get into those stories. But there's also 
a complete misunderstanding about the the sort of people that go. Um, before we get to that, there actually is one. <laughs> there's one hilarious story that happened on my way there. So the beach I went to is a beach called uh, Maslin Beach. Uh, this, from my understanding, was the first nudist beach in Australia. It's sort of the most famous here. And just as a beach, it's actually a really pretty beach. There's uh, two sections. You have the 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 clothes section and the clothing optional section. It's a very beautiful beach. Even if you just go down to like the 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 regular beach section, it's absolutely worth it. Crystal clear water, beautiful sand, these beautiful mountain tops behind you. Great place to go. But on my way there, <laughs> I've never seen this before. Um there was this this pickup truck, this this Ute, whatever you want to call it, uh, and I noticed a big sticker it had on its uh, on its rear window, <laughs> and also the number plate. This is how dedicated this person was to doing this. It was OnlyFans, and then the person's OnlyFans account, and their number plate was also like it was a custom number plate with their OnlyFans name on it. And you know what? I fully respect the hustle. That is such a god-tier hustle. If that's what you're going to do, look, it's much better than being like, I'm going to go post, I'm going to have a bot to post on Instagram. I'm going to jump into, like, Elon Musk's replies and post about my OnlyFans. Like, you're going to go hard with it. You want everybody to know. Like, you know... This person, everybody in their life is fully aware, 100% fully aware they have an OnlyFans account. Look, I can only respect that. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I did a bit of searching and found out what the account was. She does pretty well. Like, you know, not like, not like a multiple millions a month, but like a well-known name that, uh, clearly makes a lot of money and you know for good reason for very good reason she's got the uh the commodity that is worth a lot on our own on only fans there's only one commodity which is you know you can work it out um <laughs> but yeah that that happened before i got there so when you get there there are, there's two, um, there's like two sections. You have way down the other side, the clothes section, then you have the nude section. There's two different, uh, parking spots as well, so people don't get, like, mixed up between the two, which, you know, is great. Also, it means that there is plenty of parking. The, uh, the nude section, it doesn't have, like, line, so it's a, it's a parking area where they don't have lined out parking spots. It's just this big zone. So it's sort of just like gentleman's parking. Don't park too far away from someone. Don't park in the middle. Park along the sides and everyone will be good. And it seemed like that worked out pretty well. The issue is once you get there. Um, because on this side, there is a very big walk down. So you're on these cliff tops, and there's maybe maybe a couple hundred meters of stairs. Now, the going down part is, it's not great, but it's fine. The going up part is the problem, because they're really steep stairs, uh, and there's a lot of them. So, 
that was fun. Uh, and I, I, I was going there by myself, so I had to carry all my stuff down myself. Uh, what I should have done is I should have done, like, two trips rather than carrying everything down because I had, like, an umbrella, a chair, and, uh, and like, a, an Eskia cooler or whatever you want to... A thing with ice that has drinks in it, whatever you call those in, uh, in your region. So we get down to the beach, and the first thing that I was surprised by was the... was, like, the... the, the, the Firstly, the age and the gender distribution. In your head, you probably have this idea that that a, like a, a nudist speech is going to be like primarily, you know, six, 50, 60, 70 year old men. Maybe they're going to have like their 60, 70 year old wives there. And absolutely, those people were there. But... This is the thing that I was very surprised about. If I was to give it num like uh, like percentages, maybe like I I'm probably not going to work out the percentages exactly, but you know, we're going to go to like 110. Um <laughs> maybe like 20% 20 20 mm, 20 yeah, 20% like just old dudes there by themselves. Not all old dudes. Some of them were, like, in their 30s. So, like, a bit older than me. Um, dudes there by themselves. Just chilling, doing what dudes do. Uh, you know, hang out with your cock out or whatever. Um, then there was also a... There was also a lot of, like, old... I mean, we're not going to do percentages because that's too hard. There was also a lot of those, like, couples there that were older couples. Um, but surprisingly... A lot of couples around my age, like, not all, not like, not always like in their 20s, but like 30s, late 20s, surprising amount. Maybe if we're going to do percentages, maybe like 30 or so percent. And then like, maybe an extra like 10% just girls there by themselves. Like around, not like really old, there were definitely those, but like around my age, like, it's not. Maybe this was the case in the past, and maybe this is the case for certain beaches out there, but at least in the case of Maslin, it was, like, if we went just, like, break it down between the men and the women, maybe, like, 30 or 35 to 40% women, which I was really not expecting, like, at all. I had that same, that same impression in my head that it was going to be just all men, but no, it definitely was not that at all. And, like, a lot of attractive people there as well. Like, you know, you also have this idea, as I said, you have this idea there's going to be just old, wrinkly men, but it really wasn't, which was surprising to me. Um, I just basically chilled there all day, just chilling, basically. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what? This is good. I have my umbrella here. I have some uh I have some creaming soda and we're going to we're going to drink this and maybe read a book. Um but there were definitely some definitely some characters there. We'll start with the the we'll, we'll leave the degenerate till the end. Um actually there's a couple of those. We'll go with the the weird people that are just 
purely weird. They'd be weird everywhere, but they wouldn't be a criminal. Um, <laughs> so it being a clothing option where you can, you know, you can wear pants, you can wear a shirt, you don't, you can wear nothing. Do whatever you want. Um, I saw, <laughs> I saw this guy. He had this bag and he was like moving it back and forth along the water. And I went up to this dude and was like, hey, what, what are you doing? Because he also fully clothed socks on standing in the water. He was standing in the water with socks on. That by itself is enough to ask, are you all right? What the hell are you doing? Um, he told me, I am looking for worms. Now, I don't know where he was going to find worms there because there were no worms here. I don't know what he was doing, but hey, go ahead. This is also not like a fishing beach because, you know, there's a people that cocks out and there's swimmers everywhere. Um, so I don't know what he was doing with the worms, but he was collecting worms, apparently. I don't know if he found any, but he was collecting worms. Uh, then there was this dude in full-on, like, not scuba gear, like, full-on head-to-toe wetsuit, had flippers on, and I, I was like, okay, sure, maybe he's gonna go, like, swimming, scuba diving, whatever. I noticed he had, what do you call it, like, a metal, metal detector? Is that it? Yeah, metal detector. Uh, metal detector. Yeah, yeah, he had, he had a metal detector, that's, that's what I'm thinking of. So I was like, okay, maybe he's gonna look for coins or something but why do you why do you have what why the fuck do you have a wetsuit on what what is going on so i i went up to this guy as well like hey what what what's going on here what 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 do you got what do you got going on today mate um he told me he was looking for gold (laughs) he's like ah you're looking for gold are you have you ever found any his answer no I was like, oh, all right, so why do you do it? I just do it. Fucking great conversation, mate. <laughs> Absolute great conversation. Um, so yeah, he was going to be not looking on the sand. He ha- he pulled out um like a pair of goggles and uh what do you call the thing? Where you like you, you, the straw where you breathe through it, whatever that thing is. Um, so he was going to be, like, swimming along the top of the water, looking for gold. Now, that's fine. You can look for gold there. <laughs> I don't know why you're doing that. But, um, hey. Good on you. Good on you, mate. Um, actually, before we get to the, gener- the degenerates, I did meet this... I think they were probably in their, like... 30s or 40s or something. I don't not like super old couple. Uh they're playing is it horseshoe? Is that the game? Uh where you like throw the thing. It's probably got different names in different regions. You like throw throw the horseshoe or throw the other thing and you like get it on the, the pole. Um there was this couple playing that. I noticed them playing, like, hey, let's just let's just stop in and see what they're doing here. And uh The second I stopped there, the uh, the wife instantly scored and instantly won the round. It's like, hey, 
your good luck stick around. So I just stuck around for like the entire next round and she ended up losing. Um, but they were a nice couple, like cool people. Uh, the dude was like fucking bright red, like head to toe. So clearly was not wearing sunscreen. Um, but it, it seemed like he was like fairly, you know, often out here. So he was probably doing that all the time and was probably like, burnt to cr burnt to a crisp anyway there was definitely a lot of people out there who uh i don't think have ever worn sunscreen in their entire life and were just burnt to a crisp like you could tell that you know these if they if these people didn't go outside all the time they would be the whitest of white people but they live on this beach and are just burnt to hell which is probably not good for skin cancer. And Australia has really high rates of skin cancer, so I didn't want to do that. I uh, had sunscreen on. Head to toe sunscreen. Um, missed my back. So my back got burnt. I also missed a bit of my butt. So, um, yeah, I had a bit of a burnt butt. The burnt butt was actually the problem, because, you know, you sit on your butt. But, hey, uh, that was my fault. I uh, I shouldn't have... Uh, I, I, sh I should have been... Like, I should have just double-checked. It's between, like, my shoulder blades here, that bit where it's, like, really... You, like, do this to fucking reach it, and, you know, it's a pain in the ass. Um, for anyone just listening, you know, that area between both your shoulder blades where there's not really any convenient way to, like, put sunscreen there by yourself. Uh, there's probably, like, a tool you can get or something that helps out with that, but without doing that, it's kind of a... kind of a pain. Um, now... Onto the, onto the, the bad part. So all of that stuff was great. I met like some cool people, a uh, lot of attractive people there, surprisingly so. Uh, beach is beautiful, great to be out in the sun. Now to get to the problem. So the, 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 the nudist section is sort of, it's split into two parts. It's not split into it like intentionally, this seems to just be a a natural split. So you have, when you come down the stairs, the side to the right, which goes down towards the, the clothes section. So when you get to the clothes section, there's like a sign there, after this point, wear clothes. Um, when you're on that side, everything chill. All normal people, just couples and all that. On the other side, this is where the... This is where you can get the idea of a really bad reputation that this can have. Because there are definitely people down there that are there for, like, not the best of intentions. Um, you know, it's one thing to be like, hey, look at that. Attractive person. Check him out. Whatever. That's, 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 that's one thing. It's another thing when, you know, you're straight up, like, just jacking off and... There was definitely, uh, definitely some of that down that side. Um, dudes who'd walk by and it's like, whoa, just fucking shrook a little bit, eh? Uh, and it's just like, think you can't see it or whatever. You're just like, mate, I, I have fucking peripheral vision. I can see, I can see what you're doing right now. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> um, and you keep going down further. So that... That area has, like, this big cliff section. It has this section of rocks where, like, you can walk around this corner. And every so often, I would see guys 
walk around this corner. Now, I didn't actually check what was going on there, but I can have a, um, I have a pretty good assessment based on what was happening at another slightly hidden location. Um, so this is where you get into the, like, the, the weird, dirty old man thing. Um, there was this dude who walked, he, he got up, walked behind this, so there's this big rock. It's like, you know, maybe five, if five, eight, whatever, it's five, nine, close to six foot. So most people could probably like, you know, sit behind it and you wouldn't really be seen. This guy was like fucking poking his head over. Um, so you know what? Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna go check out what's going on here. Um, this dude behind the rock, straight up just going at it, like going at it hard, checking out everybody walking by, fucking full on. You know, stroking stroking the chicken. Um, and he stayed there for like five minutes or so, and then walked back out. You know, it's it, he just he just fucking goes in nuts on the beach. Um, so that you know is obviously a crime. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> definitely don't do that. Um, so you are gonna have. There is definitely going to be this. There is gonna be partially a bad experience, and you know there. The reputation that a place like this has isn't entirely unfounded. But down the normal section where all of the regular people are that aren't criminals, um, aren't sex predators, that's a great part. And I think if you were to stick down somewhere like that, you would have a great experience regardless of who you are whether you go by yourself go as like a couple go with some mates or whatever um that i think is good and i don't know if i can recommend the experience for everyone just because of that just because of that that weird that weird section that is there but i think if if stuff like that doesn't like, look, I'm I'm not that bothered by it. Like, whatever, do it. Do what you're gonna do. Um, I didn't see anyone taking pictures, so there is that. So, I'm I'm sh absolutely sure there are people that that fall into that category. There have been people arrested at that specific beach doing that. Um, I didn't see any of that activity happening. Um, but considering what I did see. There's definitely going to be some of that, and I wouldn't be surprised if there, you know, if there was something going on that I I didn't see. I think if you're not particularly bothered by that, and you can like, you know, it's it's not a big deal to you or whatever. I think it's worth at least trying it out because I don't know it. it I I can see why people go to a, a go to a beach like that. Like it. It's nice to just be able to go to the beach and just chill completely naked. Like, that's there's something nice about that. Maybe it's not for everyone. I totally get that. But I don't think you can really say that it's it's not for you. 
if you've never done it. I, I get, like, being averse to it and kind of like, like eh, do I want to do that? Do I not? But it before you say that I never want to go do that, at least, at least go down there, like, you know, fully clothed. Because you can do that. Like, there's nothing stopping you. At least go, like, experience what it's like being in an environment like that and then decide whether it's going to be something you want to get involved in. Um, yeah, I, I think that's that's the best way I can say it. Just just try it out, and hopefully you don't find anyone who's, you know, staring at you and jacking off. Um, but maybe you will, and, you know, maybe you're into that. But th I guess that's just you. Um... <laughs> That is look, if this if this podcast was monetized, uh and like the clips were monetized, that is where the monetization would stop. Uh with that segment, zero monet the second I the second I start talking about dudes like who see you and start jacking off to you, um, that's where the, the monetization just ends. Zero monetization. Uh I actually look, if the, if that clip does not get age restricted, I'm going to be very, very surprised. Um, you know, considering everything's going on right now, maybe it will, maybe it won't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably going to go back down just to see what it's like as a second time, because as I, I did enjoy the beach, I did enjoy the experience of just, you know, being out there, cock out, chilling. Yeah. You know, have fun. E explore new things. Try things out. Step out of your comfort zone. Don't always just do the things you enjoy. Explore new things and maybe you'll find something you really enjoy. Hopefully that's not jacking off in public. Um, but, you know, because that's... <laughs> don't do that. Look, if you take anything away from what I, that entire story, don't, don't jack off in public. That's a crime. It's illegal. And I hope you go to jail. Um... Let's stop talking about that. <laughs> Let's talk about something possibly equally scary, maybe worse. Um, this is a thing called dense pose, uh, where they are generating, like, they're, they're sensing where people are located in a room, not using LiDAR, not using infrared, not using, you know, crazy... RGB cameras, anything like that. This is being done with Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Just Wi-Fi. It's not perfect. You can see that it thinks there's a person here where there's no one there. But this is insane. And the US government's probably been using it for a very long time. Obviously, it's not going to be anywhere near as good as as LiDAR, things like that. And it's going to be a lot worse in a outdoor situation. But the fact that you can work out where people are in a room based on a Wi-Fi signal is ridiculous. Um, there is this whole, like, paper about it that I don't understand. It's way too far above my, uh, above my pay grade. Um... But, you know, you know, it is what it is. 
Uh, Dense Pose was introduced in 2018 and aims to map human pixels in an RGB image to the 3D surface of the human body. Um, Sync has previously covered additional research on the use of Wi-Fi signals for human pose and action recognition through walls and associated risks of such technologies. This new paper focused on a particular task. Given three Wi-Fi transmitters and three aligned receivers, how can the model most effectively detect and recover dense human pose correspondence in cluttered scenarios with multiple people? I don't know what that means. What I do know is this is cool, and uh, hopefully I could choose for good, but it won't be, because no tech ever is. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, we all know about ChatGPT and how that was sort of taking over the world for, like, I don't know, uh, a week, two weeks, a month. Uh, I, I clicked on the second article before the first one. So, Microsoft launches Azure OpenAI service with ChatGPT are coming soon. Uh, ChatGPT is coming to this Azure service soon as business as businesses get to use new AI models in their apps. If you thought that ChatGPT was already seeing a lot of use, it's going to see more use now, and it's only going to get worse from here. There's going to be other uses for it that are even crazier. I don't know where this... I guess this is OpenAI right now, not specifically ChatGPT, but ChatGPT is made from OpenAI. Um, I don't know where we go from here. I, I've i said it before, this genie does not go back in the bottle. Like, at all. Now that AI is, like... It's a part of text generation. It's a part of news. It's a part of art. It's a part of all of these things that previously were entirely human-focused, and now it's becoming easier to build new tools with that AI technology. I don't know where this goes. I don't know how much better this gets. I don't know what chat G uh, what um GPT four is going to be. I don't know what GPT five is going to be. I like GPT three was already enough to, like, kind of terrify me in at least at least limited context. Like, if you start getting uh, GPT-3, uh, ChatGPT, whatever, you, whatever system you're using directly, to start talking about nonsense, it will happily talk about nonsense. But if it's confined to, like, sensible discussions... It's it's as convincing as just talking to a person. Like, unless you try to break it, you will not know that you're talking to an AI. Maybe that's where we go with GPT-4, like some sort of truth model, which is getting very uh, Orwellian. The computers are the only ones who know the real truth. What the computer says is... What the computer says is true is true. I don't know if that's a world we want to live in. I really, do. I really don't think it's a world we want to live in. But I really don't think it's like it's gonna stop. Like I, I was not happy with what GitHub was doing with uh, GitHub Copilot, but nobody really cared. Like nobody cared at all. Like outside of the the FOSS space, they're like, oh wow, 
This is so useful. I, I love it. Open source? What's open source? Don't care about licenses. This is great. Uh, doesn't matter. This is a walking copyright violation, a walking vi uh, license violation. It does great work. So that's all that matters. Then you have the, the uh, AI art and no one, no one says a thing. You have some artists that get angry, but everyone's like, wow, AI art is so useful. And I, I said AI art so useful. I'm sort of just like, I've taken the Doomer approach now. Um, there's no stopping this. So you might as well just embrace it. Like, it's just going to happen, so you just keep going. Where do we go from here? I don't think... I, I really don't think AI driving is anywhere near ready. I could be, like, eating my words there. Like, that it, AI, uh, like, self, full self-driving could be, like, two years away. I just don't see it. I've seen enough from the current... The current Tesla self-driving and all the other self-driving that's available right now. It's just so... it's. It makes so many mistakes still that I don't see that being the next the next endeavor. I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing AI music sometime soon. There have been there have been some ventures some ventures down that path. Um but nothing that's seen as much as much work put into it as text generation and art generation. But <sighs> Like where like what happens in 10 years? Like where are we in 10 years? Where are we in 15 years? Because if we don't blow ourselves up, this is only going to get better and better and better. And I will not be surprised if there is a lot of a lot of the even creative work where not it's fully replaced by AI. I don't think you're going to like fully replace a human programmer anytime soon just to make sure the code that's being spit out is being sanity checked but i wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the sort of lower end positions start to disappear and sort of start to get merged into a single position as you have these ai models that are assisting in those assisting in that work i'm i'm excited saddened uh confused i'm i'm many emotions but i guess you know <laughs> it is what it is hopefully that hopefully whatever whatever work you're doing um doesn't get automated out anytime soon but unless you're laying bricks it probably will uh the other article i had here was someone actually made a um chat gpt gnome extension so you can like just interact directly with chat gpt in your in your gnome interface because i guess if going to a web browser is um going to a web browser is too much effort uh you can do this we are in, we are right now in the start of a new technology uh, technological revolution I don't know what people would have felt back when the industrial uh, industrial revolution happened, but I feel like it's something sort of akin to what's happening now. As you start seeing all of these all of these original positions getting just yeeted and deleted by AI, uh, by uh, by uh, I guess at that point by machinery, you don't know what's really going to happen. 
And that's, I think, where we are now. I am very much of the the Doomer mindset with AI, though, that it's not going to be like the Industrial Revolution. It's not going to be where we replace a lot of work and you get other work. I think there is genuinely going to be areas of society where like la- where people just cannot get a job because certain like, there's just not a- enough jobs to go around ai takes enough of these positions that you have to in some other way deal with employment and there's answers to that that a lot of people probably are not happy with I've said it before, like universal basic uh, basic income that I don't know if I'm a fan of, but I don't know if it's going to be really a choice if we keep going down this route. I could be wrong. There could be new positions start to arise and everybody keeps working like they always did. But I, I will be very, very surprised if that happens. But if it does, I'll be very happy if it does. Um, Because it will mean I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, that means the world is not going to collapse. Which is great. Yes. (laughs) Uh, We've got like 12 minutes left. I guess we can talk about... What can we talk about? Um, We can talk about the Australian Classification Board. So... I don't think I've talked about them in quite a while. So the Australian Classification Board has this habit of not knowing how their rating system works. Not knowing that they have a adult rating. Not knowing what an MA rating is, an MA15+. plus. Not knowing that what they're doing at all. So Australia bans import sales of How Not to Summon a Demon Lord Omega. Really good series. Highly recommend you watch it. Um, they did license the first season, but they decided not to license or to um to um rate. Sorry, they decided to not rate the second season. Uh, why? I don't know, because I watched the second season and it was no worse in that regard than the first season. Um, they did the same thing a couple of years back with No Game, No Life, where they refused classification for the first, second, and ninth volumes of the light novel. I don't know why not third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth. Um, but yeah, they just decided not to. Which is kind of funny, because they were already rated, so they they classified them and then rejected the classification later. Now, once again, Australia has an adult rating, but an adult rating means nothing to the classification board because they're they're the classification board. They have this weird power trip. They think that if they say that something can't be imported into Australia, can't be sold in Australia, that means it's somehow not going to be in Australia. Oh, the other thing is, even though you can't buy it, um, it's still streaming, and it's still streaming in Australia. So, like, you can watch it. Uh, But if you don't want to stream it, you can also pirate it. Because, as I said before, 
the Australian Classification Board is probably the biggest advocate of uh, the biggest advocacy group for pirates in Australia. They just randomly decide not to classify stuff. Like, there's been games, like Hotline Miami 2, for example, where they decided not to classify that, and I think the developer of that one was like, hey, if you want to play the game, just pirate the game. Like, you can't buy it anyway, so fucking just go ahead. Which is, I don't know if it was that dev. Um, but yeah, there was, uh, there was definitely an indie studio that just said, fuck it. Like, don't care about the classification board, just play our game. And, you know, I, look, I, if you, if you want to watch this series, just go and pirate it. Like, there's, there's nothing stopping you doing that. You can stream it, obviously. Uh, but if you don't want to do that, yeah, the other option, just pirate it. Because that's how the internet works. You don't, like, you cannot just stop something being classified and then pretend like that is going to stop it from existing in this country. Like, that's just not how that works. The classification board thinks it is still the, like, the 80s and the 90s where they they have any say over what actually happens. They don't. They have literally zero say. <clears throat> All you do is advocate for piracy and maybe that's what they're trying to do. Maybe they really are, like, Australia's biggest piracy advocate group. But if they're not, they basically achieve the same result anyway. And, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was... Uh, let's see. <clears throat> so, yeah, this is saying that it just had light nudity... Uh, in both the sense and uncensored versions. Um, yeah, it, it was actually nothing worse than the than the first season. So I don't I don't know what they what they found with the first season that made it worse. Uh, with the um with the second season that made it worse than the first season. But I already watched it. I watched it back when it aired, like in, in twenty twenty one. It was a good series. I recommend it. Um. There's, honestly, there's so, like, if something's not going to be classified, there are so many things that are worse than how not to summon a demon lord. Like, I can think of a thousand worse series that I know are sold in Australia. Like, <laughs> wait, I wonder. Uh, I Actually, give me a second. Is... Is interspecies reviewers sold in Australia? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, interspecies reviewers is sold in Australia. Is it? Is it classified in Australia? They just not classify it. Uh, Australian. Classification board. For anyone who hasn't seen this series, it's... Wait, they did... No, let me have a look at... No, no, no. Okay, no, they did refuse classification. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna... I was gonna say, surely... Surely, uh, they have refused classification. But no, uh, people are just selling it in Australia from sites that... Wait, what? Wait, is it licensed? Is it? I see two pages for the exact same thing. 
Oh, it seems like initially... Yeah, initially it was MA15+. plus. It should have been R. Um, but then they refused classification when the entire series came out. For anyone who hasn't seen it, um, Interspecies Reviewers is basically hentai. Um, it's about a, a group of guys who go between brothels and review brothels. Um, <laughs> so if there's going to be any anime that gets refused classification, I, I think that, you know, I think it's dumb, but I think that makes sense at least. Uh, let's see. Goblin Slayer. Let's see Goblin Slayer. Uh, let's see. Also, this goes to show, like, how, how insanely, like, prudish Australia is. Um, this is Goblin Slayer Goblin Crown. This is Goblin Slayer Season 1. MA15 plus. Strong impact. Not high impact. Not like, you know, adult rate. I would say that it should probably be an adult rating for the amount of violence that Goblin Slayer has. But Australia is totally fine with violence. You, The only thing, the only game that was too violent to be classified in Australia was one of the Mortal Kombat games. You have to be at Mortal Kombat's level for it to be too violent for Australia. But a little bit of nudity? Mate, what are you doing? Can't, no, no, no. A little bit of nudity with, with fog to cover it? You're not even seeing it? No, mate, can't have that. That's too much. Ripping people's spines out? Fucking go for it, mate. <laughs> Australia, fuck yeah. <laughs> I love my country. I love my country. It's a great country. Um, fuck the classification board. No one cares, but you have to say, go away. <laughs> oh, God. Um. Oh, one thing I should mention. If I suddenly stop uploading things on this channel, the main channel, the podcast channel... There's a good reason for that. Uh, a mate of mine is a pilot in training, and he doesn't like to just fly by himself because, you know, if you have to fly a certain amount of hours to get your, your full pilot's license, uh, you know, it, as much as he loves flying, it's still going to be better to have someone flying up there with him. So at some point in the near future... I may be going on a flight in his uh, in his light plane. So if I stop posting stuff, it's probably because I'm dead. Um, let's hope that doesn't happen. Uh, I think at this stage we're gonna be flying out from out from Para Hills or Gula down to the York Peninsula. The York Peninsula is like the it's a it's a the bottom area of South Australia. I'll show you where the York Peninsula is. Um, I just realized that hardly anyone who listens to this is from Australia, has no idea what I'm saying with the York Peninsula. Um, so, uh, where, give me, give me a map, give us map of South Australia, map of South Australia, um, show, if I bring this up here, yes. That is a tiny map. Why? 
What are you doing to me? Uh, this one? Give me a clearer map. This will work, yeah. Okay. So, no, not save the image. Let me just look at the image. God damn it. Uh, okay, whatever. That's close enough. Um, so, York Peninsula is this little foot thing here on, uh, on South Australia. So, Gola, somewhere around this area, flying out to down here because this is where he has uh, a farm. Oh, his parents have a farm. So, that'll be fun. I'm actually really excited for that. I've never been in, like, a light plane. I've been in, you know, a, you know, Boeing 747. I've been, like, a passenger liner, but I've never been in a small plane like that, and I think it'll be fun. Hopefully I don't die, but I might. Um, yeah, so that's going to be pretty much it for me then. I hope you liked my rambling. You probably didn't. Maybe you did. I don't know. Uh, that's going to be it for me. Maybe next week we'll have a guest if that can be arranged. I'm not certain at this stage. So, uh, something out, I guess. Maybe I'll do a solo episode. I enjoy the solo episodes. They're fun from time to time. And, yeah. So, if you like the podcast, go like the podcast. Um, if you're listening to the audio version, uh, do leave a there's like do leave a review on the podcast platform, whatever. Uh, on Spotify, there should be like a question section there, being like, "Hey, what do you like about the episode or something?" Fill that out. If there's anything you want me to change, or if there's any guests you want to recommend me trying to get in, uh, get on the podcast, do let me know. Obviously, don't say someone like get Linus Torvalds on, get some ordinary gamers on, people that are actually possible to bring onto the show. Uh, yeah, the gaming channel is Brody on Games. I should still be playing Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days and Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire randomized Nuzlocke Soul Link, uh, but I might be finishing one of those really soon. And when I do, I'm going to be playing God of War. Uh, I don't know what else I'm going to fill the other slot with, so... We'll work that out when we get there. Um, yeah. Uh, main channel, Brody on Linux. Not Brody on Linux, Brody Robertson. Brody on Linux is my Twitter. Uh, Brody Robertson, I do six videos a week, and there should be something fun there. Or there won't be. I don't know. I have no idea what videos are there, because I haven't recorded them yet. Uh, yeah. So, that's going to be it for me. Yeah. Peace out, guys. Enjoy your day. Uh, don't jack off on nudist speeches, because that's a crime. See you guys later.